0: Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are we today? I'm good. Is this going to be a (laughs) Jets (laughs) cast? Lisa, have I, you been listening. I just want to, I just oh want to make sure.
1: I just no, I have not been listening since the first. Why have you yeah. not been
0: listening to the Jets? Well, cast? you want to hear
1: something funny? Is that Isabel, who's Max's age, as people know, told me that she she listens. She's a a, a listener of Milo Time, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, the last one I listened to, I, I for some reason it was all about the Jets." <laughs> It's <laughs> like, you know, those, it must have been the first one you did where it's it, it was still a Milo time yes, and it had not been correct. rebranded yet. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> She's like, I'm very clear. What is this? What's happening? She is oh. not a, not a not a football fan or a Jets fan.
0: But you never know; she might learn something. You know, <laughs> Max has a great friend named Jane Greeley, who is uh, one of the few people who went to preschool, elementary school, middle school, and high school with Max, wow. and has been one of his best friends his whole life. And her father is a big Denver Broncos fan, but she has become a big fan of the Jets cast. Oh, boy. And she enjoys hearing (laughs) these Jets rants, which makes me think that she may well be... A Jets fan down the road. All Interesting. Right. Very keep hope alive. Well, maybe maybe you want to listen. I mean, I, I mean, you. In I, I know fairness, your house... Isabel
1: has had had plenty of exposure. Right. To right. <laughs> we do have pictures of the kids in their Jets jerseys being forced to get excited like you guys. And
0: uh, that's true. Yeah. But you probably don't hear enough about the Jets in your house from your husband David Hillman, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, uh, I I I hear it. I will say that Dave, uh, d- the Jets are the one time, really the one time in all the years that I've known Dave, all the exposure I've had, that I've seen him get legitimately angry. Yeah, like like really mad. Really like, angry. Like yeah, he doesn't. He's never done that for any you know.
0: Right. That's when he, you want to stay away. Yeah. This won't <laughs> sound like. Um, this will sound like wimpy angry, but. Alana still recounts the time that I threw a pen at the TV and it like exploded ink all over the TV screen. Now, this was a number of years ago, but like legitimately angry. That was sort of before I've reached the age which I have now, which is simply yeah. acknowledgement that there's no joy to be had from the Jets. No. And it's just like being beaten down over years yeah. has... Sucked for me the the even the possible the yet, possibility that yet. the Jets are going to be successful.
1: And yet you like to talk
0: about the game. We do. I do. You an, I do. and record it. I do. But there's there's an honor. In there's no honor, I don't know what I'm saying here. There's no honor at all. Um, I'm a fan, I, I can't it. help it. I, know. I wish I, know. I wasn't. I've said it on this podcast many it times. It would really be
1: a boring cast if it was all about winning.
0: If it was about, could you imagine rooting so for a team that wins occasionally? So boring, so boring. No character, nothing in to that. complain about. The one I, we can stop talking about the Jess cast in a second, but the one time that we recorded with a number of Max's friends, Max's great friend Charlie Cardello who is a huge Jets fan, and his father, Stephen Cardello, who is a huge Jets fan, went on an epic rant. He, they did the broadcast, the podcast, the week after the Jets had been off. And Charlie Cardello went on about a two-minute rant where he said, what were they doing in the off week? Why were they not preparing? What were they doing? And I can't tell you how many comments I got about Charlie <laughs> Cardello's rant, how like it spoke to every Jets fan, and people were so happy that he gave voice to exactly the way That's they That's what
1: feel. it is. It's group therapy for That's Jets what it fans. Is.
0: And if there is ever a phrase that, that sort of summed the Jets up, it is, what are they doing? <laughs> that really is sort of the Jets in a nutshell. So on that note, uh, I think we can turn to the list of things that Milo loved. And regular listeners of the show know that Lisa selects something from that list for us to chat about. And I'm wondering, Lisa, whether... Is there anything you feel like chatting about today? Yeah, let's do Melbourne. I, I remember you guys going on that trip. Yes. Milo loved Melbourne, Australia. Incredibly, when I think about it now, Milo loves Melbourne, Australia because we took a trip there, which is Your just... Your kids were so little. I, it's incredible. I, I, when I think I couldn't about get it, over it. It I, seemed like... crazy? I mean, when I think about it now, it seems like a nuts thing to say, and it almost seems like I'm making it up, but it's true. So the story is when... Max first started playing baseball, he was probably in first grade, and placed on my team, I was coaching the team, was a boy from Australia. His name was Tom Pritchard, and Max and Tom became friendly very quickly because they were both really into sports, and they were both really good at baseball, even at that young an age. And Held. Uh, So they were in first grade at the time. And we learned, we recognized that Tom had an Australian accent. We learned that Tom and his brother, Sam, who was Milo's age, and his parents, Ross and Sally, were living in the United States for a short period of time as a result of Sally, their mother's job, which had her working in the States for, I think it was three years total. So um, Max became very friendly with Tom. And then Tom's younger brother, Sam, became very close with Milo, and their father, Ross, was, at the time, a tennis pro in Prospect Park at the Tennis Center, and he's just a phenomenal tennis player, like one of these crazy Australian freakish athletes. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm a, you know, world-class tennis player because I just didn't see the future in being a world-class Australian rules football player, like that kind of thing, you know? (laughs) And he was just a great tennis player and a great tennis teacher. So he and Alana became very friendly as well. And the four of us, Alana, Max, Milo, and I, became very friendly with Tom, Sam, and then Ross and Sally as well, so much so that when they returned to Australia after Sally's stint in the United Mm -hmm. States, um, we said, well, when are we ever going to have the opportunity to go to Australia and have friends to stay with, to show us around, to introduce us to other people. And at this point, Max was in second grade, and Milo was in kindergarten. And we just took the kids out of school Mm. in January of whatever year that was, 2007 or so, Mm -hmm. 2008 maybe. And we went on a two-week trip. We flew into Sydney, Australia, and then spent a couple of days there to acclimate to the time. And then for the rest of the time, we were in Melbourne with our friends... The Pritchards, and it was just an incredible trip. And Milo loved it. We did so many amazing things on that trip. I have to start with the flight over. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is what's just completely bonkers. Um, we flew seventeen hours to Hong Kong, Ugh. and then we flew another nine hours Ugh. to Sydney. We with flew two tw- little kids twenty-six hours with two little kids
1: and they were how were they on the flights so that's they were the part i could not wrap incredible. my head around yeah. so they were
0: much better than we were because they fit better in the seats mm. like we've got the answer to like who the fuck can fit in these seats yes. the answer is like a 5 Young year people. old and right. a 7 year old or an 8 year old max may have been at the time um, no he was also a 7 year he was 7 years old um they did great i remember a couple things about the first part of the flight which was a night well it was 17 hours so it included most of a day <laughs> but we got on the flight Thankfully we had screens in front of us. Milo and Max between them I think watched the SpongeBob movie and the Simpsons movie probably a dozen times. I love those it. two movies. Those over are great movies. And over again, two great films. That's one Spider thing. Spider Pig. That's why okay. they right. That's one thing. Uh the second thing is we were totally amazed um and by the way, people who are regular listeners remember the episode The Man in the Red Sweater where our family has this habit of sort of creating narratives for people we bump into in in passing. There was a man who sat next to either Alana or me on the flight over to Hong Kong who got on the plane in New York with c- carrying nothing, no carry-ons, was wearing a um, a shell, just a like mm-hmm. a raincoat. Mm-hmm. He got on the plane, took off his raincoat. He was sitting in a window seat, put the raincoat up against the window seat, put his head up against the raincoat and the window seat and went to sleep. Wow. And he did not move. That is he a, never used the that bathroom. Is, that is a and professional flyer. For 17 hours, yeah. he didn't accept food. He never moved. He didn't use the bathroom. And when we landed, he put back on his raincoat and walked off the plane. Wow. So impressive. that's another thing that we remember. And the third thing is, I remember... taking must have
1: taken a pill. Come on.
0: I mean, a, a pill. I mean, <laughs> he must have taken a sledgehammer. Or a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you take that allows you to do that? Very, third thing. Very impressive. Um, Milo fits so well into the seat that I remember I was sitting next to him and he eventually, after like the fourth viewing of either The Simpsons or uh, the SpongeBob movie, he fell asleep and he fell asleep sort of with his head leaning up against my lap. And I was in a little bit of an uncomfortable position, but I remember thinking to myself, like, this kid is sleeping. There is no way that I'm moving a muscle. Oh, no, no. And I remember, and this is how young even Alana and I were on this trip, I remember sitting in like an awkward position with like my spine in the shape of an S for like six hours. And like, I remember my spine, like my back starting to like spasm, but I'm like, I can't move. I can't, I'm trying to like stretch out. I I didn't want Milo to wake up. (laughs) And he ended up getting like six or seven hours of sleep. Pretty good. Max probably didn't sleep quite as much, but did just fine. But he never did. Never did. Right. You know, you know, Max's early wake ups for the first 11 years of his life. Um, And they were just fine. And they were just fine. And then we got to the airport in Hong Kong and threw a football around for a while. And then got on a plane. How nice is that? Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Airport. Oh, it's beautiful. Max, little-known trivia question for Maxophiles out there: Max lost his first tooth in <gasps> China. Wow. In Hong Kong. Love That's it. true. In the Hong Kong Airport. Very Little-known cool. trivia. Very, very few people from the United States can say that. They how, many,
1: uh, how many? How um, many? Ugh. I was going to try and make a joke about the tooth fairy. Yeah. how oh, many, how many yen? yen?
0: No, no, yen it's not is Japan. yen. Oh, my Come goodness. On. Jeez, that's awful. I don't know what <laughs> Take the, it out and post. Is it? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, anyway, I don't know what the translation is. I don't know <laughs> what the exchange rate is, but um, we paid him in dollars. Okay. Um, eventually, we did make it to Sydney. We spent a few days in Sydney with complete day-night confusion. I remember waking up at about four in the morning and going to the beach. We stayed on a beach called Coogee beach, which Milo loved the idea of being up that early and on a beach and like jumping over sandcastles and kind of running through the water. It was really cool. That idea of being on such a different schedule that you were up that early. Yeah. It wasn't like objectively something we were trying to do, but it was kind of a cool thing to be part of. And we gradually over two or three days, got ourselves onto the, the schedule. And then we traveled to Melbourne. Um, The reason we chose that time of year was that is when the Australian Open is played in Melbourne. So we went to two days of the Australian Open. So fun. With Ross and Tom and Sam and Alana, Max, Milo and I. Um, Ross, through his tennis connections, was able to get us tickets. And we saw some great players. It was brutally hot. It was well north of 90 degrees um, both days that we were there. I remember we saw, to list a couple of players, we saw Robbie Ginepri play, we saw Thomas Burditch play, we saw Dominic Herbody play, we saw John Isner play, we saw one of Milo's old favorites, Frank Dansevich, one of Milo's old favorites from many, many years ago. Um, And then we saw Jamila Groth, who was married to an Australian player named Sam Groth, Anyway, we had a great time at the Australian Open. It was so memorable and a great story about that, which I'm now remembering. We were in the airport in Sydney waiting to fly to Melbourne, and the tournament had started. And Milo wandered off and was watching on a TV, watching a match that was being Mm -hmm. played. And he was sitting next to a guy who was probably in his mid-20s, and... I remember just sitting nearby. I didn't want Milo to wander off, but I just didn't want to bother him either. He was kind of sitting next to this guy. It was kind of a cute scene. They weren't talking to each other, but it was just like Milo next to this 25-year-old guy watching a tennis match, just the two of them. And I kind of said to Milo, what's doing in the match? Mm -hmm. And Milo said, I don't remember who the player was, but he said, so-and-so is up a break already. Uh (laughs) And the guy looked at him and he said, like, (laughs) something like... Aren't we a cheeky fellow, or something like that? You know, that's a British phrase. He used some yeah, kind of Australian right, phrase right. like "up a break," and yeah. that was only from looking at the score and knowing who was well, serving. I, this
1: is a kid who was playing fantasy football at yeah. that age too. That's true. Right? That's I true. Mean, but I remember
0: know. that very, very well. Milo saying, yeah. "He's up a break," and the guy was like, "Yeah, how do you know what up that? Up a break? Is? What are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> but we did. Um, that was in the airport, going from Sydney to. Um, to Melbourne, but in Melbourne, we had just such a wonderful time with our friends and did so many great things. In addition to the Australian Open, we went to the zoo. We did tons of, um, you know, sort of Melbourne activities. Mm-hmm. We were outside all the time. Um, they had a great house where the boys could just, you know, play Nerf dart games mm-hmm. and Nerf gun games and and learned how to play Australian rules football. We actually left Melbourne, Australia with our very own Sharon, I think, is the brand, Australian Rules Football. Mm -hmm. We all left as fans of Australian Rules Football with particular teams that we rooted for. Are they better than the Jets? They're all better than the Jets. The (laughs) Essendon Bombers, much better than the Jets. And um, one other thing, extremely memorable. Um, They were such great hosts, Ross and Sally. One night that we were there, they threw a party at their house where they invited a good chunk of their mm-hmm. friends. They had 30 mm-hmm. or 40 people over. And to allow that to happen, our boys and their boys stayed at Sally's sister's house elsewhere in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And they had a babysitter Nice. stay with them so that Sally's sister could also come to the party. Nice. And we had such a great time. They were such great hosts. Um, and we had a great time at that party. We met a number of their friends and we're like, boy, they're just like New Yorkers. So yeah. It's really kind of amazing. Um, And we went to pick the boys up the next day. And they looked like complete zombies. <laughs> they, of course, were still in their pajamas. Right. And Sally's sister had this trampoline in the backyard. You know oh, one of those boy. trampolines with the yes. netting around the outside? And the kids were just jumping all night, like complete, like (laughs) completely out of control. They explained to us how they just had like a stack of pancakes for breakfast. They've been up since who knows when Right, syrup all over their faces, (laughs) jumping up and down in the trampoline. And I can still remember that scene of delirium, exhaustion, (laughs) sugar, high, sugar, high, (laughs) um, overly full from a full pancake breakfast. And what a, Incredibly beautiful sight mm. it was to see all these kids just bouncing around in a trampoline, banging into each other, and I remember thinking to myself, "We're in Melbourne, Australia, yeah, it's we're on just the other just, side of the world just amazing, and one yeah. of thing they also were so generous. I do have to mention Sally and Tom. We did go out to the beach in Australia in Melbourne as well, um and had a really memorable time. We have some photos of that as well of all four of the boys. Uh, throwing a football and an Australian rules football together mm. and baseballs together out on a beach in Melbourne or outside of Melbourne, I suppose it was. And um, it just uh, has me reflecting very warmly on something Milo loved Melbourne, Australia, people he loved, Tom, Sam, Sally, Ross, and to all four of them, I would say, um, I hope you're listening. Uh, those were amazing times. Um We've seen um, Ross a couple of times since then when he's been in the States. Um, I would love to see and hear from any and all four of them. Um, I know that uh, Ross and Sally aren't together anymore, but they're still both very dear to to all of us. So just a great, great, great memory from a great, great, great family and a really, really special time that we all spent together. Awesome. Well, that's it for this episode of Milo Time. Please join us again next time when we one more time listen to or take a look at the list of things that milo loved and remember my beautiful boy milo and of course once again stick around for sweet lefty by jared fontaine and his band the idea of machines thanks for listening